We're all in business for a reason. The problem that so many small business owners have is that they go in 10 million different directions, not really sure which way to go. Listen as your team of experts, Jennifer Glass, Daniel McCrane, and Patricia Rezzatillo, go through what you need in your business to really make it stand out and benefit you. Because it's the bottom line that matters. Welcome to another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast, where we are dedicated to your success. On today's show, we're going to be talking about blogging and how you can use a blog to grow your following. We know that one of the best ways to reach people is to tell them what you do. We think people know exactly what it is that we do simply because we're out there. We're saying this is what we're doing. But guess what? Most people have their own lives and are not thinking about what it is that we're doing too simply because there's only so much that they can be doing. As Patricia just went, oh no! (laughs) If you imagine, uh, for those of you a certain age, you know the Home Alone kind of look that... um, the actor that played Kevin, I'm just not going to mention his name, um, that he had at that moment. But anyway, getting off of that, getting back on task here. There's so much that we really need to be paying attention to to help us reach more people. One of the easiest ways that we can do that is by blogging, putting out additional content on our websites that people can consume in a more friendly manner than the quote-unquote corporate speak that is on our homepages. So as we talk about blogging, I'm going to bring Daniel, Patricia, I'm going to bring the two of you in. And I want to ask you, how do you, if you do, utilize a blog in your business? Well, Jennifer, I don't know what you mean. People don't think about my business as they go through their day-to-day activities. They don't just regularly connect with all this stuff that's going on in my head. I know how, all this how stuff. Selfish. How can they not? I can't believe they're not thinking about me. <laughs> no, they're not thinking about us. Oh, no. How selfish. They're not thinking about me. <laughs> Oh, Oh, so yeah, sorry to get back to your question, though. Uh, How have I used blogging? Uh, So for me, one of the things that I or one of the goals I try to accomplish uh, by blogging, uh, when I have done so in the past, um, I'm going to pull out a Jim Rohn quote here. Um, Listen to what I say, just don't look too closely at what I actually do. (laughs) (laughs) So I have blogged in the past, and my goal was to establish myself as a credible authority in my field so that if people went to my website to look me up, who is this guy, why should I listen to him, why should I do business with him, they would find my blog, they could read my blog posts, and they would start to understand a little bit that I know what I'm talking about. So that's always been one of my goals was for establishing that credibility and and that authority positioning. 
Uh, so I'll stop there for a moment and may say more about reasons for blogging and goals and things, but Patricia, I'll let you answer. Well, when I have blogged, <laughs> same disclaimer as Daniel, that was my goal. Uh, I have not, in the last number of years, I have not even attempted to blog, uh, believing that it was better to not even attempt if I was not going to do any more than put up five blog posts and then not remember to do any more. So that's been my experience. It, it takes discipline or somebody, some, some kind of discipline or scheduling or something to be able to do this on a regular basis. Um, I would also suggest if you're already, you know, producing content elsewhere that you either um, use that same content on your blog, tweaked a little maybe, um, reuse it, that's the word I want. Reuse content, either from your blog or to your blog. Because then you get continuity between the pieces and you don't have to create as much from nothing. <laughs> One key piece here though that you do really want to be paying attention to is going to be in the event that you are using content that appeared elsewhere, make sure that most of it is different from what appears on your website only because the search engines frown on duplicative content. And you want to make sure that when it comes down to it, that it's going to be somewhat different. One of the things that I personally have done when I've written articles elsewhere is I link back um, after just a paragraph or two paragraphs to allow me to get the entire article on my blog instead of it being out there in the public. So the Jennifer, other thing I, also, I hear you saying that uh, the algorithms are looking for plagiarism on the internet. And if you happen to plagiarize yourself, you might get flagged. They're definitely looking for that, but it's also that the search engines like having new content. And so it doesn't matter if it's even that you're plagiarizing yourself. It's simply the issue of, well, why am I going to give the exact same content twice to one person instead of giving just one piece? And so the search engines are saying, oh, this is the original source. I'm just going to go there first and not even show the additional piece. Like if you ever look at a search result, and sometimes it's only a couple of pages, but the search engine shows, we're only showing you these because the rest are may not be as relevant to you. Part of that is it's duplicative content that's out there where they're cutting back on what you're actually seeing and not in a position to really be um, getting that information. And I love it how sometimes I go on a search uh, engine and I type something in and we don't have an answer. It's not often <laughs> that you can stump the search engine, but every now and then you do. But the whole idea of a blog, though, is also, like I started out with, you can have a much more comfortable tone in your blog 
than on your corporate home pages. If you think about the corporate home page, we know that it's typically written in a certain way, that it has to be written as we call it, our conversion equation in mind. What is it that's going to be converting so that people are going to see it and they're going to want to make a decision of possibly buying? However, on a blog, it can be humorous. It can be completely not related to what you're doing every day. Could be pictures of your team. Could be pictures of a grand opening, ribbon cutting, milestone celebration, whatever it is that you're doing that's not necessarily appearing on your site. Media appearances might be something you might want to put in a blog if you don't have a separate area for media appearances. There's a lot of different ways that you can be using that. For me, I like writing content and putting on my blog based on different things that I'm doing or talking about or, uh, as an example, even some of the podcast episodes go up as another article on my blog. And there's a lot that is beneficial there when we're putting up that information because Google and the other search engines start seeing additional content with those keywords that you can start ranking for. And when you're ranking for those keywords, that means people are finding you without you advertising to get them. And that's one of the benefits of blogging. You can get more potential customers simply by writing without having to buy that traffic. And so I'm going to encourage the two of you, along with you, our listener, to start thinking about what it is that you're going to be doing for a blog and commit to at least getting something out on a semi-regular basis. It doesn't have to be every day. It doesn't have to even be every week. But semi-regular, that's going to make sense for people to be seen and engaging with. And feel free to use those articles in email blasts that go out to your email list. That's new content that you can immediately use without having to think, well, I just wrote this blog post, now what else am I writing for an email blast? So, Daniel, Patricia, I know I just kind of gave you a little bit of, I don't want to say homework, because that's not the right (laughs) term, but a little bit of encouragement, if you will. So where are you going to go from here? So for myself, I'll talk about this a little bit and uh, use this as a takeaway, uh, anyone who's listening to this podcast as well. So for myself, I map the buyer's journey at at three different stages. And I know Patricia kind of expands on it a little bit. Um, So this advice would be relevant uh, regardless of how many stages you have at your buyer's journey. Uh, But this is what I will be doing. Uh, so for my buyer's journey, I begin with um, the person who doesn't even know that they have a problem, basically. So they're questioning, uh, why should I buy 
your product or your solution, your services. And that should give you tons and tons of ideas for a blog post just by answering that question. Why should I buy from you? Uh, or why should I buy this service even? Uh, the next stage would be uh, overcoming objections to buying. So why should I not buy? And again, by answering that question, you should be able to come up with a whole list of topics that you can address in blog posts. The final stage then that buyers go through, once they realize they have a problem, they need to buy a product or a solution. Next, they figure out um, why they should actually spend the money, why sh they should not continue doing what they're currently doing. So they overcome their objections. The next stage is who are they going to buy from? And so when you answer that question, why should you buy from me instead of my competitors? Or in some cases, do nothing uh, rather than buy anything at all. Uh, answer that question. And again, that should give you tons of topics that you can blog about. So for the business owner who's out there thinking, well, I have no idea what I would write. Well, there, I just gave you three really big buckets. And then Patricia and I both at the very beginning said, our reason for blogging is to point out how credible we are in our businesses, in our industries. So that should be something else you should be able to do. You know your business inside and out. You know your industry. You know how to provide quality service and products. Talk about what makes a quality service or product in your industry. You know enough about your business and your industry. You should be able to have a blog post each week talking about your business. Yeah, yeah, I agree, totally. And I'm sitting here thinking and I'm like, oh, wow, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so what I plan on doing is I'm gonna set out an editorial calendar so I know what topics and I can add to that always. Um, and that's more for the publishing than it is the creation creation I'm going to sit down and batch create and then set it up so that it just you know it goes out when it goes out and maybe I get notified too because I don't pay a lot of attention to my website some days am I rolling as I say this <laughs> yeah um, you know you got to find a, a strategy that works for you and you can even outsource some pieces of it or the whole thing depending on how skilled you're VA or whomever is. Without a question. And you're so right, Daniel, with what you were saying in terms of ideas that you can write about. And between what I mentioned, what Daniel mentioned, Patricia mentioned having a content calendar that you can be paying attention to also in terms of knowing what to put out, when to put out. The other thing you can always look at are the trending national holidays. And I think that just about every day, at least here in the United States, there is some sort of holiday. And again, we're not meaning the federal holidays per se, but it's National Donut Day as an example, <laughs> um, where you can write anything you want, how it might relate to those uh, pertinent holidays. And there's a lot of ways that you can use that as a springboard to figure out what to start writing on. In other words, let's say that you, 
so uh, pest control, only because I was recently speaking with an exterminator. And it's National Donut Day. You can say there's zero bugs, just like a donut is round, so is the result of the bugs that are in your house. There are no more bugs. There's zero bugs. And, Bob, that one was for you. Um, so at the end of the day, though, there's ways that you can tie all of that in. And you saw how Donut to Exterminator didn't seem to have a lot of connection. But with a little bit of creativity and ingenuity, you can really come up with a way of being there to show, yes, I can write about this too. And so when it comes to blogging, that is really going to be a great way for you to start reaching more people to get those followers to help you grow your business. Daniel, Patricia, final thoughts, please. Well, so I had to look it up. So as of the day of this recording, today is National Fast Food Day. Fast Food Day? Yes. Oh, dear. So just like your business runs on fast food, <laughs> right? There's one brand that says we all run on it. <laughs> so your business runs, you know, on YouTube, but yes. I would say uh, for the business owner who has dropped blogging or has never started blogging, don't think that you need to be writing thousand word essays like you did in high school or college, whatever. Uh, just a couple paragraphs. Something is better than nothing. So I'll leave it with that. Or even, you know, just a short video. I know it's, it's more difficult for a lot of people than, but if like you're doing a live stream somewhere, Repurpose that, put it on your blog, transcribe it, add some stuff to it, get somebody to turn it into a, a downloadable. A lot of things you can do without having to actually touch it yourself. Without a question. And um, one of the things, Daniel, that you were just saying in terms of the blog, and it can be a short post like you were saying, Here's a tip that you might want to just think about, and that is if there's any content that you can keep as an evergreen post on your blog, if you update that post with new information, so in other words, let's say that you go in and you say, here's the top tips for 2020, top tips for 2021, top tips for 2022, top tips for 2023, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You can go in and just keep on adding to that exact same post. Just do an anchor text link or ask your developer to put in an anchor text link if you don't know what that means. So that way people that are looking at it can skip to the newest piece. And I kid you not, there was one big uh, marketing agency that did one of these evergreen blog post. And what they ended up doing was they ended up constantly just putting everything onto that post. And one time they got curious, how long is it really? It came out to 3,700 and change pages. 
when they printed it out. That's a manual. I mean, <laughs> that it's more than a manual. <laughs> but it's more than the Affordable Care Act. <laughs> yes, but the idea is, from the search engine's perspective, that one post was ranking unbelievably well. Unbelievably well. Yeah. Because when you have that much content, and it's new content, it's not stale content, the search engine is looking at it and saying, wow, this is a really good article because it keeps growing and it keeps giving more information that people are consuming. And so when you are in that position, you can be benefiting tremendously from that as well. And so... Again, blogging can be new articles. It can be an evergreen post that you're using to keep moving forward. It's up to you, though, to get started with your blog and to make it grow so that you can keep getting more followers. On that note, this has been another episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters. And until next time, here's to your success. Thanks so much for listening to another amazing episode of It's the Bottom Line That Matters podcast. We're all about helping the small business community grow and reaching as many people as we can. And the algorithms on the podcast programs love reviews. So if you loved what you just heard, consider leaving us a review. And even if you don't, I'm sure you already did, but consider sharing our episodes and our podcast with your friends and colleagues. Sharing is caring, and here's to your success. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful day. It's the bottom line that matters.